Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to our special live Q&A here at the NFL Combine with Giants General Manager Joe Shane. I am John Schmelk. She is Madeline Burke. It's all brought to you by Hellman's. Hey, Giant fans, score a taste touchdown with Hellman's, the official mayonnaise of the New York Giants. Joe, you just got off of the podium doing a side session with the local media as well. You kind of did the runaround with Sirius and everything this morning. Uh, a lot of the big topics were about where you are in terms of this team and the building process. What would be your overview to Giant fans in terms of your plan in getting this team back to where they were in year one of the regime as opposed to last year and the disappointment of picking in the top ten? Yeah, I would say we're, we're heading in the right direction. Just when, when you reflect back on the depth chart when we got here to, to where we are now and some of the pieces that we've added, and again, it takes time, whether it was salary cap restraint the first couple of years we were here and sure. the amount of dead money we had the first two years, and then the draft capital, there's only so much you can do with the resources you have. So I think if you look at the... The past two drafts, whether starters or role players, you know, free agency last year, some of the players we, we um, were able to sign. But then also the, the retention of our own. You know, some of those deals we did last year, um, some really good young players. So, again, I, is there room for growth? And we, we've got a lot of work to do, absolutely. Reflecting on the process, where we are and where we are now, I'd say we're, we're better off than where we were. And we're going to continue to build it the right way. And I understand the uh, urgency and year three and ramp it up, but it takes time to build these things. And I, I just told somebody we didn't win a playoff game in Buffalo until year four, but there was a plan in place and now you see sustained success. So it takes time. We're going to do it. Nobody wants to win more than me and Dave's and we're going to do everything we can, but there's a right way to build it. We're going to continue to to focus on that plan. We are taking your things. Oh, go ahead. I was going to tell fans, you're taking your questions at 201-939-4513. Reply to the Giants tweet on Twitter about the live Q&A. We'll take questions from there and we'll monitor some questions from YouTube as well. Matt, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. And, oh, that's all right. And one of the things that you know you talked about earlier that came up on the podium is just the pleasant surprise that is this year's salary cap number. Um, I know that you guys as a staff were addressing it in a more conservative way. That's got to change a lot of the approach of, of how uh, you guys look at free agency, the franchise tag, the transition tag. And as we're starting to get questions from fans, uh, one of the questions that we're get, getting from Met South Florida, she says, uh, what is the team's biggest need going into free agency and the draft? And uh, I just throw in like how this salary cap kind of uh, changes that. Yeah, I would say the salary cap, the way we were mapping out the offseason, we're pretty conservative in our approach. And I like to do that that way if it comes in more than we think, it's a pleasant surprise. But I don't think anybody could have anticipated it was going to go where it went, right. which was which was great. So uh, we're going to recalibrate, look at our plans. Now that we have the additional funds, we're still going to be smart with the way we're, you know, w the way we're operating. And we still want to stay in good cap health. Um, you know, kind of look at it in a three-year window. But in terms of our biggest needs, we have several needs. I mean, we're, we're looking for good football players that fit our culture. And whether it's, you know, guys we're going to draft or 
players that we sign outside the building. We're going to do our homework and, you know, make sure the right fits for us. So we have multiple needs, you know, again, over time, free agency will help develop the plan towards the draft in terms of what priorities are then. Two to three weeks from now, the roster will look completely different based on what we do in free agency. Yeah. You ready to take some phone calls, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. 201-939-4513. Giant fans, get on the line. Again, one quick question. We're going to cut you off. No follow-ups. We want to get in as many callers as we possibly can. Let's lead it off with Brandon in Long Island. Brandon, you're on with Giants General Manager Joe Shane. Go ahead. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I had a question about bringing in Bowen as the new defensive coordinator and switching up the scheme. How does that affect your evaluation of the players that you're looking to bring in as well as the guys on the roster now? Yeah, I appreciate the question, and, and, and this was brought up a little bit earlier. Uh, when I was a young scout, Bill Parcells used to say, you know, if I, bring in good football players, whether you draft them or sign them, don't ever draft somebody or sign somebody. It's just scheme-specific, specifically if you're going to draft them and you have them for four to five years. So we've kind of kept that philosophy in mind throughout the draft since I've been here. So there really aren't any def- guys on our defense that are scheme-specific. There's versatility. If we would have went to a 4-3, those guys could still play that along with our cover guys. Um, or if we stayed in a 3-4. So it really won't affect any of the players that are on the current roster. They'll be able to play in Shane Bowen's system. And uh, he's a bright young coach. They had a lot of success in, in Tennessee. And, you know, we played against him when I was in Buffalo for three or four years in a row. And really tough physical group that's fast and, and plays smart. Yeah, at the same time, just to follow up, I remember you spoke about this when Wink was here, getting an idea of the players that he likes and would be most effective as his system. So obviously you're going to balance being uh, able to play in multiple spots. But at the same time, you're going to try to get players that he thinks he needs to be successful this year as well, Absolutely, right? yeah. And philosophically, you know, Wink preferred more run stoppers on first and second down. Let's get to third down where we can do the exotics and blitz and all that stuff where change philosophy is going to be a little bit more, let's, let's get after the passer. Like, we'll, we'll stop the run on the way to the passer and um, going to look for more, you know, edge guys and, you know, ability to, to rush the passer versus the stop the run. Stopping the run is still going to be important. It's always going to be important, but... Um, in terms of how you're prioritizing those, you, you may flip those in the new scheme. Well, and as you mentioned, too, to that point, last year, right before the draft, you mentioned that that was something that had changed the way you approached the draft, like learning what your coaches prioritize. Having a couple of years as a general manager under your belt, does it make it easier to kind of absorb those things and, and prioritize those things as you look at the drafting free agency? Yeah, that's never easy because you don't want to draft a player that the coaches don't want. Right. But that's what your personnel staff does. And yeah. there are discrepancies. We're going to like players that maybe the coaching staff, they don't like. But we know they're good players. So trying to be delicate in how you, in how you handle those situations, you try to bring them your way or on board. And because, again, just in history says if you draft a player they don't want, they're not invested. The chances of success usually goes down sometimes, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we're always going to work with our staff. I think it's important for them to be involved in the process. That way they have buy-in when you draft or sign a player. So um, that'll always be an important part of the process. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Derek in New York. Derek, you're up next with Giants General Manager Joe Shane. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I guess what, uh, what I wanted to ask is, you know, we as fans, we see everything that, that the media puts out uh, regarding everything, obviously with Wink. Uh, departing from the team and bringing in new coaches. Um, what, what's your plan as far as you, you plan to bring the coaching staff, get the entire coaching staff together to have a conversation, to have a uh, productive year coming up? Because it seemed like towards the end of the season, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of heartbreak and, and, and it seemed like a lot of the coaches were ready to depart from the team. Thanks, yeah. Sir. Yeah. No, I appreciate the question. I, Again, we, we still competed till the end. I mean, the Rams made the playoffs. We were in that game till the end. We beat the Eagles. We, we took them to the end. 
when we played there. So, you know, the perception outside and the reality uh, inside, sometimes there's a, there's a gap there. And some of those articles come from um, sources that, you know, have an agenda. So again, the, you know, maybe the truth somewhere in the middle, but again, we like the staff that Dave's brought in a lot of good coaches, good teammates uh, that we're going to get along and we're on to 2024, you know, we're 2023 is in the past. And, not only Dave's, but myself as a leader and, and how we did things the first time we went through adversity, we're all going to learn and grow from those situations. And that's what we need to do. So when we reflect on that, we'll grow, we'll get better. And the organization as a whole will be better as we move forward. I got three questions here via email, Joe. They're all quarterback related. So I'm going to try to combine them into one for you. Uh, would you be willing to draft a quarterback in the first round or even trade up for one? And What's the part of the evaluation of the quarterback position, in your opinion, that's the toughest that you're really trying to figure out when you do all the meetings with these guys and kind of go through the tape? Yeah, in terms of the draft, like we're going to look at every position in the first round. We're not going to preclude it. Like we have a lot of needs on this team. So we're going to look at every position. I'm not going to single one out. We're, we're going to do our homework on, on all of those positions at the combine, spring, pro days, privates, w- whatever it may be. We're, we're going to do the work. And then what was your second question? In terms of evaluating the quarterback, oh, the position, quarterback. it's so hard. Like, what, What's the most difficult thing about trying to figure out how these guys will translate from their college system to the NFL yeah. and, and how you try to sort that out? Yeah, it's the person. Because we can all watch the tape. And, you, okay, that's a good throw. He anticipates. you know, But, but getting them in the classroom, how they learn, and then who they are as people, leadership is important at that position. And then let's face it, like we're in New York largest market in the country. So you, you got to be able to handle adversity and be in every move, being scrutinized, every drive, every series, every game, every week, facing the media in the locker room every week, week after week. So you have to be built a certain way because that can eat away at you. So as great as a guy may look on, on film, draft him, take him number one, trade up, two, three, whatever. If the makeup isn't right, right. and it's going to eat him up and spit him out, like you got to be right on that too because you can be as talented as you want, but if you can't handle the pressure of the market or what comes with leading a team, it was a high fail factor. Well, one, you, yeah, what, Matt, I'm sorry. One follow-up on that before we move off the quarterback spot. When you watch the playoffs this year, Joe, you saw the last eight teams, the high level of play, right? Like yeah. these guys are superheroes. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, even, you know, just go around the league. How important is it to continue to, in the league now, to have that elite level of quarterback play to compete for a Super Bowl? Is it even possible to do it without having that elite play now? Yeah, there's only so many of those guys walking this way. Well, of course, it's very hard, unfortunately, yeah. But, I mean... We have a guy on our roster that played at that level at Minnesota last year. Absolutely. In a road playoff game. You know, that's still young. So, For sure. again, it's in there. And, again, I think it's everybody's, you know, hyper-focused on the quarterback position, which I understand. But you also have to build a team. Like, look at Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. And you can't tell me there's a team. I mean, put his talent that's around him. You know, Hall of Fame left tackle. You know, the receivers they have. The running back they have. Like. A coach that there's been continuity that's been there year over year. Those teams all did it in different ways, right? They, they all did Absolutely. it in different ways. And they tried to go up and get a quarterback. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And now he's with Dallas. But, again, so you're, there's different ways to build the team. Uh, you look across the league. You're always looking at, you know, different plans and how teams did it and, you know, what's the best way to do it. And, and we're going to do it our way. And, you know, we got a plan in place. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Well, and Joe, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is finding somebody that can handle the New York market. And that's something that we hear a lot. Uh, it's talked about a lot. And that the perception of what that means, I think, is taken different ways. How do you evaluate if someone can handle that pressure? Because there's, there's different levels of the way players receive and handle pressure. So what do you get from a sense of an interview or the way that they have handled themselves that says, yes, this guy has the makeup and the moxie to do it. Yeah, man, that's a great question. And it's, it's hard to quantify that. Okay, now you can look at the players and say, okay, this guy played, let's say, 
Caleb Williams at USC, well, he was in LA, which is a big market, or right. if you're at Oklahoma or Alabama, that's the only, that's the NFL team within the state. But right. again, some of these players you're talking about that high in the draft really haven't faced adversity. Right. They've been number one recruits, five stars, started early in their career, had tremendous success. So how are, they may not know how they're going to react when adversity strikes right. because a lot of them haven't experienced that. Some of these so, guys have only lost two games in their entire career. It, it, exactly. And then, you know, how much are they on social media? All these kids are on it all the time. Are you going to read what people are saying? And, and they're humans. So yeah. that can begin to eat and erode at, at young men and it can affect their psyche and their play. And it's just, it's just a different ball game um, when you're evaluating these kids. And once they get in the building, part of the onboarding process, we try to give as much sport as we can. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to James in New York. James, you're up next with Giants General Manager Joe Shane. Hey, Joe. Um, I was wondering, are you into the free agents? Like, do you really look into the free agents this year? Uh, on, on the Giants or outside the Giants? Like, outside the Giants. Like, yeah, absolutely. All the... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, James. Oh. Just to follow up then, you know, you talk about position value in the draft, right? And you want to target the guys at the high-value positions to get them a better contract to save money, right? Mm-hmm. So the opposite of that would be, and I think we maybe saw this with Bobby Okereke last year, the positions where the tag isn't as high and the overall top salary of the spots aren't as big, mm-hmm. are you more likely to go at those positions through free agency just because it's more manageable from an economic standpoint? Yeah, it depends. And again, there's, there's a lot of unknowns in free agency because you don't get to do a physical with the kid. You don't get to see them on a daily basis in terms of how their work ethic, play through pain, how they practice. A lot of those, there's uncertainty in free agency where the draft, we get to spend a lot of time with these kids. So when you're going to spend a high dollar amount in free agency, you better know what you're getting. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard. <laughs> there, there, there's risk involved. Sure. And, um, you know, it's happened here in the past with high dollar free agents and all over the league. So yeah. um, there's a lot of risk involved. And I think spending time with these prospects now isn't just for this draft, but down the road. It's okay. Yeah, we spent a lot of time with him coming out in the draft. He'd be our type of guy. We spent a lot of time with him. So um, it's not just you know for this year's draft when you're spending time with these kids. It's it's down the road in free agency as well. well. And speaking of knowing what you're getting, one of the things that that you might actually just experience right now is somebody who calls into the Giants programming quite a bit, and he is on the line right now with a question. As we go back to the phone lines, Charlie from Portland, Maine, big Giants fan, longtime caller. Charlie, you're on the line with Giants GM Joe Shane. What do you got? Um, pleasure to talk to you. This might be a little friendly fire. Um, I know every time someone talks about Daniel Jones, they talk about the Minnesota game, but I can bring up 20 other games when he wasn't very good at all, like uh, the Dallas game when it was 40 to nothing, uh, the Philadelphia divisional game when he was god-awful. What do you see in this guy? I don't get it, especially he's got two neck injuries, ACL, had concussions. How can you move on with that? Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for the call, yeah, Charlie. No, I appreciate the question. Uh, yeah, what I see is I see a young man that has all the physical tools and athleticism to play the quarterback uh, in the NFL. I think there's some circumstances that were out of his control, and some of that's on me in terms of bringing talent in on the offensive line or depth when injuries occur where he can have some success. And, and listen, D- Daniel's played, um, played well in some important games. And again, we, we have faith in Daniel, and Again, when he gets back healthy, the expectation is he'll be the starter, and we're going to continue to try to surround him with the best supporting cast that we can so he can have success. All right, we're going to squeeze in Arnold in Woodland Park. He's been holding since the start of the show. Arnold, I want to get you in with Joe real quick. What do you got for Joe? 
How's it going, Joe? I uh, I just wanted to ask about Saquon Barkley. I think that uh, he's a generational talent. I wanted to know how much do you factor in the market value being an all-time low for running back? I mean, what are the plans if you don't sign Saquon to get a running back way worse for a little bit less or to plan on hit on one on the draft? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a deep free agent market if you look at it. Um, there's plenty of guys out there that there's three of them that were franchised last year that'll be on the market, you have Austin Eckler, you have Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Like it's it's a long list if you look it up. So again, what, whether you look, compare their stats or whatever it may be, um, you know we take that into account. No different if you're going to go sell a house, you're going to sell your own house. You're going to look at comps, and that's mm-hmm. that's how we come up with value. You look at comps around the league uh, based on age, production, and then you come up with a, a value that you're happy with. And if you can get a deal done, you do. If not, you look elsewhere. Joe, we're going to wrap up. Final question before we say goodbye. No one asked about wide receivers in this little Q&A we did here. How much do you consider wide receiver a force multiplier position where if you have a guy at that spot that's really good and you force defenses to adjust to that player, like you guys had with Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, right? Yep. Do you believe in, in that philosophy in terms of having a really big-time player at that position? Yeah, you, as many offensive weapons as you can, it, it helps. And, you know, again, when we added Steph, Josh's game really took off. But we also had a lot of successful complementary pieces like right. Cole Beasley and John Brown. So. I like the group we have. They have a different skill set. You have Jalen who can take the, the top off the defense. You have Wandell who really came on at the end of the year. And Slayton's been steady Eddie since he's been here in terms of, you know, you know what you're getting. So um, adding another, num- uh, another receiver, you know, it's definitely in the mix. But, uh, you know, again, we have enough needs that we're going to look, you know, across the board left and right and take the best player for the Giants. Joe, this was great. Thank yeah. you so much Thanks. for doing it. Thank you. So Giants general manager Joe Shane, our live Q&A brought to you by Hellman's. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned to all of our coverage of the NFL Combine from Indianapolis all week long. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 